1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive are not are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Hmm. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Well, we are continuing to read Paul's first letter uh, to the Thessalonians. And just as he has informed them. He is certainly uh, informing us. This mm-hmm. has been a very fruitful um, just week reading through this letter. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I love that last little verse, actually. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So today he's informing them. He's teaching them about the return of Jesus mm-hmm. and the implications for that kind of first about death. Like, what does it mean for people who have believed in Christ and have died? Yeah. Which to us, we were like, well, yeah, they'll, they'll, they're good. You know, like we kind of think that, but uh-huh. you know, they had, they didn't have the whole Bible readily available to them all the time and mm-hmm. people to teach them. And so they had the, the Thessalonian Christians had some concerns about that. Yeah. Um, they were, they were kind of grieved by it. They didn't know what, what would happen to those who died before Jesus yeah. came. Which makes sense if you read like some of these Old Testament mm-hmm. or a lot of the Old Testament, there's not, a super clear uniform view on afterlife, like their shale, mm-hmm. um, whatever that is. And, you know, then Ecclesiastes has all this like dust to dust mm-hmm. sort of language. And so you can see like where people would get this fear that, you know, maybe Christians who die, like miss the inheritance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another aspect of their kind of thinking that way is that they also had some struggles with, Okay, well, in fact, in light of the fact that Jesus is returning, how does that impact my daily life? And so they they kind of struggled with, as we read at the end of yesterday, not working, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of waiting and, and mm-hmm. probably praying and, and loving one another and caring for one another, um, but primarily focusing on like their, their efforts and their work, their daily work on just waiting for Jesus to return because they really expected it to be soon. And so they weren't probably working the way that they should in society. And that was not giving a good name uh, to to Christ and to his body. Um, So yeah, so Paul's addressing all these things and, um, and he addresses it quite clearly. Uh, Liz, what are some thoughts you have? Yeah. You know, I I think that, um, you know, it's a, it is an instruction and kind of a, a hope at the same time that, you know, we, we, we're not exactly sure, you know, when Christ is coming back and mm-hmm. even Jesus himself says, you know, he doesn't know only the father knows, mm-hmm. you know, when he's, you know, coming, coming back. And so, um, but we, what we do know is that we've been, you know, that Jesus said it was better that he, he would go away so that the helper would come, you know, mm-hmm. that we would have the Holy spirit. 
and the Holy Spirit, you know, instructs us and leads us into all truth and comforts us and, you know, enables us to, you know, to do the work of the ministry that we're called to do. Um, you know, while we, you know, while we do, you know, anticipate Christ's return. And so it's like, whether, whether we, we die before Christ returns or whether we're still alive and we're caught up, you know, with him together in the clouds, which is pretty amazing imagery. Um, we know we're to work unto the Lord and, Mm -hmm. and to, and to live according to what he's called us to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, for some, maybe, maybe you haven't really heard about Jesus that much. And so the fact that we're talking about his return is maybe a little confusing, but verse 14 is very clarifying addressing the, the death aspect of all this for, since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring him those who have fallen, bring with him those who have fallen asleep. And so he's saying those who have died in the same way that Jesus died and rose again, they will rise. Yeah. And then to the, the part that Liz pointed out about this, uh, rising, um, together to meet him in the clouds. There's this imagery from Daniel that actually describes a lot of this as well. You can look, yeah. go back and read, but basically Jesus is saying that he's, or Paul is saying that Jesus is going to return in the same way that he left. And so yeah. acts, uh, in acts, we see that Jesus left by going into mm-hmm. the air. He ascended. And so one day he's going to descend. And when he does, it's going to be triumphant as, yeah. as Will was reading, you know, there's going yeah. to be, I mean, in a sense, the sound of the trumpet of God, which mm-hmm. we don't exactly know. I don't know if it's going to sound exactly like a trumpet, but like nice. it's going to be loud and glorious yeah, awesome. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. And uh-huh. the dead in Christ will rise. And then the rest of us, we're going to go and we're going to meet him. It's, I mean, you can't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's mm-hmm. like Dude. the point. Um, and I think that's why it ends with that final instruction of therefore encourage one another with yeah. these words. We have hope in life and death, that great song that we sing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think when you read this, you know, there's all this kind of very visual imagery of being caught up into the clouds and it's very easy to go to that place of like, okay, like what will that, what will that be like to mm-hmm. experience? Which I don't think is like bad. And then it's really easy to go down you know, eschatology is like, that's the study of like the end times yeah. and death and judgment, et cetera. And, uh, we kind of get different. It's a very, it's a multifaceted diamond and we get different facets in different places. And so it's easy to get confused and try to like figure out this puzzle where like, okay, um, first Thess- Thessalonians says, you know, it's like this imagery of getting caught up in the clouds and it kind of sounds like we're getting whooshed away to heaven um, Revelation presents more of an image where the saints, are like they're surrounding the throne, and then the whole like New Jerusalem descends onto earth, mm-hmm. and then and so it's less of like us going up there, and more of this like epic descent. And it's easy to go down this wormhole of like exploring the tension, and, and I don't think that's like a bad thing to do. And mapping out minute by minute how it's going to occur. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. First, how it's the dead occur, will rise. When it's going to occur, <laughs> yeah. like where, you know, the the Russians fit into the signs of revelation mm. and stuff. But <laughs> that is like really missing the point of these like eschat- eschatological moments. 
hmm. of the Bible. The point is like Jesus is coming and all these people around you are facing the judgment of God yeah. mm-hmm. when he comes. Yeah. And you are facing the favor of God. Mm. How can you say that you love any of these people when you know that this day is coming and you're not doing anything mm-hmm. to intercede for them, to push them towards the light mm-hmm. before it comes? And so this has an encouragement. These passages are not meant to send us navel gazing and being like, I wonder what color Jesus is like horses, mm-hmm. but more like, Oh man, like this is, you know, with, with a trumpet and with, you know, voice of triumph, like Christ is coming. So I can be confident in his victory, but I also have work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Definitely. Liz, any final thoughts? Yeah. I just, I think like, just like the passage we read before, you know, just kind of ties into the, you know, just to continue to walk properly before outsiders is like, Mm. is like that there, is there something different about your life? You know, Mm. is there something that is, you know, people are questioning like, you know, why you live a certain way or why your actions and attitudes are a certain way that is drawing them to the Lord. And, um, you know, having the, a right sense of urgency of, um, of sharing the gospel with people. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So let that be an encouragement to you today. You know, and if maybe you're, you're saying, I don't know if that is me. I think maybe I am struggling to fight impurity or to, to work as I should be meditate on the return of Jesus. I think that's what Paul's encouraging us to do. Uh, maybe you don't have an urgency of sharing the gospel with those around you meditate on the return of Jesus. That's a good word. Well, for Liz Franchot and Will Carlisle. I'm Jeremy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.